Welcome to Cybercast. I'm your host, Nikki Henderson. Zero Trust is taking shape across the federal government, but for an agency as large as the Department of Defense, Zero Trust is a huge lift. It's one that its new Zero Trust Portfolio Management Office is taking on. Mark Hawken, Principal Deputy CIO for Cybersecurity at DOD, talked to us about how the department will soon deliver a Zero Trust roadmap that will ensure the right workforce training and other techniques are in place to make Zero Trust a cybersecurity way of life. This will result in improved cybersecurity posture and interoperability for the entire department, including each service and combatant command around the world. During today's conversation, Hawkins shares more details about the mission of the new Portfolio Management Office, the challenges of working toward a zero trust environment, and the role culture change plays in the integration of zero trust. My name is Mark Hawk, and I am the Principal Director uh, DOD Deputy CIO for Cybersecurity, or in short terms, I'm the Deputy DOD CISO, Deputy Chief Information Security Officer. I've been in this role about two years. I am a detailee from the National Security Agency. My previous role up there was the Deputy CIO for the National Security Agency. I was in that role about two years, a, a total of 15 years at NSA, a total of almost 37 years government service if you count my active duty military time. I want to know how important is a cybersecurity approach in zero trust to ensure that data is safe from external threats? Zero trust or ZT is both a framework and a strategic approach to cybersecurity. Central to ZT is the focus on securing data, data generation, data in motion, data in storage. Traditional cybersecurity is concerned with securing the environment and all associated network assets. To this end, a ZT approach in conjunction with cybersecurity best practices provides an organization with a comprehensive methodology for protecting their critical data by strongly limiting access to that data based on both the need to know as well as the right to know, combining this with enforcing least privilege upon all the users. Applying cybersecurity based on the zero trust approach provides cooperative protections that will close off or significantly mitigate many attacks, which today are unfortunately successful. I want to ask you now, what steps is DOD taking to work towards a zero trust environment? And what challenges have you faced in trying to achieve this? The Department of Defense recently stood up what we call the Zero Trust Portfolio Management Office which reports directly to my boss, the DOD CISO, Dave McEwen. Our ZTPFMO has the mission to provide strategic guidance, coordinate departmental efforts and prioritize resources to accelerate ZT adoption across the department. This office has already established a zero trust approach incorporating best practices from both government and industry to meet the unique challenges of the DOD. For example, in their first six weeks of forming they held their first uh, DOD technical exchange meeting on zero trust, conducted zero trust community of interest sessions, and finalized our draft DOD zero trust strategy. Soon they will deliver the draft zero trust roadmap that the department will implement over the next few years. That's impressive activity, and, and all on top of all the dozens of meetings and briefings they have involved in the Pentagon just to brief our senior leadership on zero trust. The department recognized that to synchronize and institute a common approach to zero trust, 
we had to recruit strong technical horsepower and combine that with the full power and authorities of the DOD CIO. It does help us to have that the President of the United States issued his nation's zero trust initiative through Executive Order 14028 last year, along with Secretary of Defense, who is also a huge champion of zero trust. That is indeed very impressive. What is the main focus of the new Zero Trust Office established within the DOD OCIO, and what are some of the goals the office hopes to accomplish? The main focus, as just I mentioned, is to accelerate the adoption of Zero Trust across the entire DOD enterprise. The DOD Zero Trust model has seven pillars that together achieve five foundational tenets of Zero Trust. These five tenets are one, assume a hostile environment, two, presume breach, three, never trust, always verify, four, scrutinize explicitly, and five, apply unified analytics across that model. The seven pillars, as previously mentioned, are that when fully integrated lead to a zero trust environment, we look at as one, the user, two, devices, Three, use of automation and orchestration. Four, applying visibility and analytics. Five, overseeing network and infrastructure. Six, the data. And seven, applications or workloads. This Zero Trust Portfolio Office is well positioned to drive the department to adopt CT. The CIO and others are ensuring that they are successful and are addressing any roadblocks they see along the way. It is our strategic imperative that the department move to a zero trust cybersecurity implementation as soon as practical. What plan does the new office have for advancing zero trust efforts and interoperability across DOD? The department, as you know, is very large and complex. We have war fighting functions to keep our nation safe, disaster relief, and humanitarian aid to help others business operations to keep the lights on and the machine fueled. To achieve zero trust as an embedded way of life, the zero trust portfolio is balancing our approach with immediate small turn initiatives that have impact while proving out the technology and processes. With a larger scope of activities that will both integrate and interoperate ZT principles and practices across all the components of the DOD. The Zero Trust Roadmap is being developed to describe the approach and to help indoctrinate the department at large with a Zero Trust plan so that proper resourcing, workforce skilling, and even our approach to the new techniques, techniques, and procedures can occur. Coordinating such a large machine is always challenging in the best of circumstances, and the department may experience some interruptions to this journey based on the real world events that impact the best needs of planning. Nevertheless, the bottom line is that we are serious about making zero trust a cybersecurity way of life throughout the department, but we also remain realistic there are a huge number of moving parts, and we want to be reasonable and measured to allow each DOD community the ability to embrace success while making progress at this rate both comfortable and meaningful. COVID-19 impacted um, all of our lives, pretty much uh, turned them upside down, in fact, but I want to know, did the pandemic impact the way DOD managed and secured its data, especially after having to pivot toward a distributed workforce? Sure. Uh, securing data has always been a matter of fact and top priority for the department. What COVID-19 did was speed up innovation around how we performed our jobs to achieve that mission. 
The use of, of a secure web-enabled platform was implemented in a near real-time fashion. DISA has always provided a moderate level of remote access to departments, systems, and data. However, COVID-19 required that nearly all the workforce to be remotely enabled. The DOD CIO deployed a team of experts, partnered with industry, and engaged the Defense Information Systems Agency, DISA, to implement a viable solution. There were some challenges and a great deal of learning. And in the end, the department was able to implement a solution that was allowed the workforce to access most of the information applications necessary to perform their routine work as a remote workforce. As you know, some of the mission data content of the department is still very sensitive and classified. And that's the area that's most challenging to address in a remote environment. And in that case, that workforce still had to come into their areas of operation to perform their mission, but much less so than a full workforce. The bottom line is that DOD is able to perform a preponderance of the typical daily work as a remote workforce. Awesome, awesome. It seems like that, um, that you guys handled this with, with a, a great deal of success. What role is culture playing in the integration of zero trust within DOD? Sure. Uh, as mentioned earlier, culture change is one of those areas that is difficult in the best of circumstances. Change is hard. The approach of the Zero Trust Portfolio Office is to minimize the impact of culture change using as much automation and behind the scenes processing as possible. Actually moving to zero trust thinking in the dot mill PFP problem, as we think about in acquisition and procurement terms, requiring changes that go well beyond technology. Generally speaking, zero trust should not induce any additional burdens on users. In many cases, the deployment of zero trust should actually remove some of the current barriers and communications with more efficiently connecting users to their data, use of automation and improving access to that information. The Department of Defense workforce has an innate understanding of what we do carries a level of obligation to protect our information and processes due to the nature of our work. While no one is ever happy with additional overhead, protection is something we all understand is a necessary part of the job. Most encouraging part to this journey so far is the amount of participation and interest in Zero Trust and what the future will bring. There's general excitement for any technology and processes that reduce obstacles in the daily routine. Well, uh, what are DOD's priorities for its Zero Trust architecture uh, in 2022? The DOD maintains the adoption of Zero Trust architecture across the department will be most effective means of safeguarding data while preventing malicious insiders and external independent nation state actors from breaching infiltrating our environments. To that end, the DOD is focused on refining your strategic guidance it is issuing out to the services agencies and combatant commands to enable each community to accelerate zero trust implementation and deployment in their own areas. The department is adjusting the zero trust strategy, updating our reference architecture and incorporating new understanding and best practices while providing inputs that achieve better interoperability, incorporating these foundational zero trust tenants and seven pillars, ultimately creating a more unified outcome. The DOD will look to finalize guidance on these key documents along with our enterprise identity credential access management capabilities to enable stakeholders to continue to zero trust adoption, our strategic implementation efforts that will move in parallel. Before we conclude, I just want to give you the opportunity if you have any final thoughts or comments uh, that you would like to add. Well, again, Nikki, I'd like to thank you for inviting me to participate in a podcast today. And 
do want to stress, if I haven't already, that zero trust is a top priority of both the department and the administration. We have put a lot of effort into getting the right people on board. We don't have our staff fully complemented yet, but as a top priority of the CIO and also getting the resources needed not to only get the planning done in 22, but start delivering capabilities in this later this year and later in the out years. It will not be done equally across the department. Each areas have their own expertises at, at different levels of maturity, but together uh, we will orchestrate this so we deliver a coherent capability across the department. Okay, awesome, Mark. Thank you. Well, I would also like to tell you how appreciative I am that you took out time today to speak with me about this very, very important topic. And it was indeed a very informative discussion. So thank you so much again and have a great day. You too. Thank you. Cybercast, along with GovCast and HealthCast, is a production of GovCIO Media and Research. For more podcasts and to check out the other shows, head to govciomedia.com. Watch out for new episodes released every Tuesday and Wednesday across our shows. You can follow all of them in your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you heard, make sure to let us know by leaving a review. And if you have any topics you think we should look into, contact us at newsletter at gcio.com. 